Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey here with John Markfeld. How are you, man? Doing great. Good? Great. Good weekend? Great football weekend. Um, <clears throat> we only have one more weekend of football. I know. One more Taylor Swift celebration weekend of football. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? We don't want to alienate our listeners who are Swifties, so we'll... Right. We'll just leave it there. All two of them. <clears throat> but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, the games were great. The games were good. They... Um, neither one of my teams won that I wanted to. I'm not a fan of either, but... Right, right. Um, I was rooting for Detroit pretty I hard. I was, Just because yeah. they've never been there. I thought that'd be a great story. You know, in Kansas City, you either love them or hate them kind of now. They're kind of turning into the Patriots where... They're just always there. So, some, you know, you want to see something new. Um, but now that the Super Bowl is Kansas City, San Francisco, I've kind of, I find myself rooting for Kansas City because there I will, don't know. I there just, will be a lot of red yeah. in the stands in Las Vegas in two a, weeks. A great Super Bowl. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it, about watching it. But. I saw it um, yesterday. You know, many are saying that because it's in Vegas, the stadium's a little smaller. Um, and, of course, Vegas is such a – a, you know, a tourist destination, yeah. if you will. Yeah. The average ticket right now, I think, is fifteen thousand, yeah. sixteen thousand. Yeah. The lowest price ticket is nine. Um, it's they you just know, priced me out. <laughs> they just they just priced you out. Um, yeah. you know, I was fortunate back in two thousand. You were we're Tennessee Titans fans. Yeah, they made it to the Super Super yeah, Bowl against the Rams. The, yes. Against the Rams in yep. Atlanta. Yep. Um, I was fortunate. I worked for a company that we were a big sponsor of them. And so we got tickets. I paid face value for two tickets. Yeah. Each ticket was, I think, around $400, oh, wow. Now, what is that? 24 years later? Yeah. The the face value of a ticket, I think, is two or $3,000. Yeah, it's so, unbelievable. Um, it's unbelievable. It's, it's yeah. There's... I, <laughs> And it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. If you're if you're a diehard fan of Kansas City, it's just a lifetime event. Sure, right? go well, there. I mean, that's you, happened. Yeah, it's for them. It's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's for them, a it's a normal. lifetime event. That's happened. <clears throat> for most teams, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's kind of why I went. You know, yeah. would I go again? No, I would not. You know, yeah. it's very corporate. Um, it is not like a typical oh, bowl sure. game in college sure. or or even a regular professional football game. You know, a third of the tickets. Go to each team. Yeah. And then the other third are just corporate, yeah. you know, type. Yeah. It's, it's a big corporate event. It's a anyway, show. It's a show. It's it is. Yeah. It, it is a spectacle. Um, anyway, good weekend. We got a beautiful week of weather coming up in Northwest Arkansas. Yep. We need it. We deserve it. Yep. I say we deserve it. I don't know if we deserve it. Long, we long overdue. It. <laughs> we, we had a rough winter in January. Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't think the cold and... Maybe snow is, I don't think it's over, but we're going to enjoy this yes. week. Yes. Um, I, I apologize to the listeners, um, to my voice. Um, Friday morning, you know, me and a few guys here from the office, we went yep. d duck hunting, <clears throat> me for the first time, and I woke up Friday with <clears throat> zero voice. Um, I did not go on that because I had gone once before and I, I, I don't, I don't really enjoy my feet sitting in ice cold water yeah, and, yeah. you know, so I just prefer if I'm going to have duck, I'll just let you guys get it and, and we'll, then I'll just have, yeah. you know. So anyway, so my voice is a lot better today <laughs> than it was over the past few days, but I can still hear it. You're recovering. My, yeah, yes, bit, I'm yeah. still recovering. But anyway, um, 
little bit to talk about this morning. We'll um, we'll get started. The well, let me start off by saying if you like what you're hearing, if this is the first time to our podcast, check the like button, subscribe to our Market Moment YouTube channel. Um, it seems like each week we're getting more and more subscribers. I think we hit 300, you know, over the weekend. Yep. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that. But um, Zoe is doing a great job with our she's fantastic our content. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so we we're growing it. We we keep hearing from listeners and actually people that you know are not even clients that like to hear our our podcast or watch us. Um, so if you like it, please do the thumbs up. Subscribe to it. Yeah. Um, let us know you're listening. Make comments, nice ones. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let, let's get started. What are you yep. What are you thinking about? Um, January is officially over tomorrow. It's Unreal. been a good start to the year after a pretty strong end to 23. Before we get into some of our prepared thoughts, what are you What are you thinking about the year as we begin 24, John? You know, <clears throat> there's just little brief comments. The economy is still growing. Real, DG, real GDP rose at a solid 3.3 annual percent rate in fourth quarter. Consumer spending was strong in December, which means the first quarter is off to a great start. And I think you're seeing that, you know, the flow over into January. And again, I continue to be a little pessimistic and it's, and it, and it's not hurting our clients. We're still investing all that stuff. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm happy that the market has continued to move this way. I do think we're going to we one of our stories here is something I am worried about you know, uh, uh, on a longer, bigger term. Um, and then I'm also worried about the employment information data that's going to come out. Is that going to stay strong? The fed is going to speak this week, right? Tomorrow, I believe. Um, of course, odds are they're not going to do anything. I mean, that's, they're not going to do anything tomorrow, but they're going to give us a, you know, little, little nuggets of what they might do in March or later. And that'll be important, very important to the market. Um, so I'm interested in a lot of things that are coming, but January has been a a very nice start to the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it has. I think that I don't think much has changed right. since, you know, the end of, of 23. And I think this is my, maybe my first podcast in 23 um, or in 24. Um, inflation is still there, but it's still coming down. Um, jobless. I mean, this is a big week. It we is. got a <clears throat> massive amount of earnings yep. coming Coming big in this week, today. big big tech earnings. Microsoft, really, the rest of the week. Yeah, Google. Others, yeah. Um, so we've got a big earnings week. We got the Fed on Wednesday. We got a big jobless number on Friday. Yeah. Um, and so you know the market kind of is still hanging in there. Yesterday was a pretty benign flat day until the last hour and a yeah. half, and, and it spiked up. And it spiked up. Um, you know, this morning all the indices are are essentially flat they're in the red but i mean literally they're they're flatlining the vix is below 14 um you know so yeah we have we have had a good start to 24 um you know we're still somewhat defensive um you know we're 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 in the markets like everybody probably should be right um we we do feel like rates you know will probably begin to inch down now you know, there was so much talk in 23 of how many rate cuts will be in 24. You know, the market was expecting six. Yeah. Crazy. Right. You know, and many in 23 were expecting cuts to begin this month. Right. That ain't going to happen. Right. Um, you know, I'm, and I'm not I, even sure March is going to happen. You know, I, I, I've been in the camp of 
two to three. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as much as I would love to see rates come down, you know, I think that higher for longer makes sense given yeah. the fact that we're still at a four handle on the inflation. So I think that, you know, we could get to the summer to June yeah. before we begin seeing, you know, rate cuts. And I think it would be, <clears throat> it would go against what the Fed has told us all along. They want the inflation to be at 2%. Now that's an aggressive goal, Sure, but they're not there. And so, and they're not going to be there for a long time, probably by the end of the year. I agree. I, I agree. Mean, and so th that is the, the reason not to cut rates. If you, if your actual goal is to get to 2%, then cutting rates does defeats that. Right. So I think that they're, we'll find out a lot tomorrow. And one of the things I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested in hearing from fed chairman is, is he going to mention anything about, Oh, possibly ticking up rates? I don't think so. But my point on this, so. I don't think so either, but if, but I think that's still in the cards because of the inflation, not coming, you know, not coming down to the target rate. It most likely will not happen. But my point is we years ago, go back several years, this time of year, the Fed chairman came out and said they were going to raise rates two or three times. They ended up raising rates record amount, right. you know, it, it's important to hear what he has to say, but it doesn't necessarily spell exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Right. And so I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, if he says anything about raising rates, it'll, it'll put a, you know, it'll make the market spooked. Don't think he's going to do that. But again, I'm, I'm interested in those types of, I don't care what he says about predictions of when they're going down. Cause we all think they're going to go down three, four times. You know, and of course they have the dot plots, Yeah, you know, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see, but I mean, you know, the, the Fed presidents go out on their speaking um, engagements and late in the fourth quarter, you know, they were pretty much all signaling that, you know, they expect cuts to begin this year. Yeah. yeah. The big discrepancy is, is when, when? Yeah. so, and how many yeah. um, topic number one, yep. something that I know you love to talk about us <laughs> debt, the U S national debt yeah. is climbing at an astronomical pace and has no, has shown no signs of slowing down despite the heightened scrutiny on government spending. It I don't even know this number. All right, so, oh my gosh, thirty-four <laughs> trillion one hundred and thirty-five billion five hundred and thirty million four hundred eighty-two thousand as of Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, well, that is a number that I'm like, okay, how many commas is that? Um, nearing thirty-five billion. Yeah. Um, no, trillion. I'm sorry, thirty-five trillion as of Thursday. That is up about forty-seven billion. From the previous day, yeah. I mean, okay, people just get glassy-eyed when when we start talking about these numbers. Um, latest findings from the Congressional Bu Budget Office show that the national debt will nearly double over the next thirty years. At the end of twenty-two, the national debt grew to about ninety-seven percent of our country's GDP. Under the current law, that figure is expected to skyrocket to one hundred and eighty-one percent of our GDP by the end of 2053. Now, I think that some things will happen in, that it won't yeah, happen. You yeah, know, won't this occur. is on the track, but we can you know, yeah, hopefully fix and that. I think the last time we did not have a debt problem was, I think, during the Clinton administration. Uh, Bush, before 9-11, we had a balanced budget. Clinton got us to balance budget. Yes, that's correct. And actually a surplus budget. And it rolled into and the it Bush. It rolled into Bush. Yes. And then it, prior to 9-11, 9-11, of course, we spent on military. I mean, correct. everything went crazy after 9-11. So, but we did have a balanced budget 
in 2001. You know, I think, I think, I think if you ask both, this is Mackie opinion. I think if you ask both parties, members of both parties, they, they want to balance the budget. No one wants to have to do the things to get there. Um, no president does, no senator, no congressman. Yeah. I mean, you would have to really implement some tough So this changes. is the Martfeld thought, which is different than the Mackey. You have much more optimism in our, yeah. in our, in our, in our leaders. Um, I think they will say that. Everybody wants to have a balanced budget. I think everybody would naturally say that. But I don't think they give two – uh, we're PG rated. Yeah, two whatever's about it. <laughs> they are um, because if they did, there there are easy things to to start taking off the table, and they they bicker and moan at each other, blame each other all the time, and and this is how simple it is. And I and I, I won't labor on this too long, but Indiana years ago, the state of Indiana was in was in trouble. They hired a governor, or they elected a governor that made the promise they were going to get the the state back in order. That governor went in. He hired independent accountants that we put, brought him in the, in, the, in the capital, had them go over line item by line item of the government of Indiana, what they were spending money on. They reduced the budget by over 50%, and it affected less than 1% of Indiana's population. Meaning, and if the federal government wanted to truly cut cost, and they went in and they were like, hey, we've got to get this in order, they could do it. And they, they, would have, they could affect hardly... Any percentage of the population, and actually, but you have so many lobbyists and so sure, many people that sure. are that are that have made our government, in my opinion, fairly corrupt. And I don't think I think politicians want to get elected. I don't think they want to do the hard work of you getting know, and things in order. I don't think we're too far off. I think that, I mean, I think if you told everyone out there, "Hey, this is your last term," I mean, just you right. know, in a fairy tale right. world, you're right. not running for re-election. Yeah. Then I they think might they, do hard things. Then they, they might do hard things, yeah, but exactly everybody wants which to be term limits, which would be sure. awesome because so, that would help that. You know, and time. I don't know, I don't know what point we reach to where you know it it happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, this I, could this could be the catalyst because, like for example, the rates have gone up. Right, sure. we haven't had higher rates in so long, so this debt is going to become. For the first time in 15 years, the debt really is going to start super charging. The debt servicing, up. that's yeah, correct. Yeah, the debt servicing is going to be – it's going to be really hard to get your hands around it. Where for 15 years at 0%, 1%, correct. whatever, that wasn't a problem. Now, I think – now, of course, Fed's talking about lowering rates. Maybe we'll get back down lower. Um, but anyway, that to me is something we don't talk about enough. The debt is going up. We're continuing to spend, and interest rates are going – are up so I think that's a double-edged sword that's that we have to fix, and I I don't know what's going to be the catalyst that's going to make yeah. us have to fix that, but yeah, to your point, it's it's um, something will have to happen at some point. You can't keep going on this on this track. We cannot, and you know we we talk about you know they keep kicking the can down the road. The next generation, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it it, it it will it will come home to roost at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They'll never. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think in my lifetime, you know, we'll see the hard choices be made. But I could be wrong. Um, we'll see. I think term limits would help that, but that's not going to happen either. <laughs> I guess. Correct. Um, 
fed fed meets this week we talked about that um job numbers coming in soft landing you know it'll be interesting seeing what powell talks about that um you know i'm in the camp you know i'm in the camp that if we do have a recession i know y'all talked about that a little bit last week yeah um i'll throw in my two cents um if we do have a recession it's a very soft landing um i think there's some um thoughts now that maybe we have avoided which would be remarkable yeah. remarkable um you know one of the questions that we have on the notes here is you know did the pandemic you know somebody made a comment on one of the youtube videos you know he thinks it the the person who commented you know feels like that if we did a recession or you know it, it could have been avoided you know did the pandemic cause it yeah i think a lot of the a lot of what the government did during the pandemic threw us into the mess that we it was un, unprecedented times i'm going to go back to pre-pandemic because i do agree the pandemic threw us into an unknown that ultimately turned into this. But pre-pandemic, and go back to February of 2020 and look at our economic data, it was the best I have seen it in my career. In every level, unemployment, um, every, every type of unemployment, um, you know, by race, by, by uh, gender, every type of unemployment was a record. Our GDP was, was looking very good. We were an exporter of oil. We had a lot of things that we're building this economy and uh, in a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened. <clears throat> and what COVID did, not only did it knock us off that track immediately, and we shut down the economy, which was unprecedented, never happened before, which has a rippling effect forever. And then, then I look back at how much money we spent that has been frivolously spent to companies, to individuals that have just been checks, handed out, handed out. I mean, my wife and I got checks, and I, I literally, I, I, I'm like, why? Why did we, we didn't need the checks? You know, there's, there's so many people, I had clients that got checks, and, and I had one client that's pretty ornery, and she, like, sent her check back. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, there were, there was so much money printed and sent out, and that, to me, is without production. And when you have that much false money if you call you know I call it that 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 pumps into the the supply and the and the and the the retail sales continue to stay the same even though the economy is closed and and the supply chain is messed up and everything else so the productivity ended but the but the demand stayed high mm -hmm. that's an unnatural event and so the unwinding of that I still don't think we're through that and I still think there's there's some I don't know what the answer is, and maybe we will softly. And I'll tell you what area, artificial intelligence has become such a big deal that so much money has been spent on artificial intelligence and employment is being added because of artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence is creating. So it's creating an economic boom that we did not expect either. Sure. And I think that's helping to uh, soften or maybe even not go into recession. I think it's kind of a miracle because I I still think there's going to be some – something to pay for this. But, but having said all that, as we talked about last week, a recession's a natural, natural cycle of the economy. Sure. Sure. If we avoid it this time, there'll be another one coming down. It's like an appetite. You, you, you solve one and another one comes down later. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually. And this is great. If they can miraculously you navigate know, through this, I and, just don't see And it. we've told our clients often, you know, like you just said, they're, they're a normal part of the economic cycle. They're unpleasant, but they're needed. 
Um, you know, yesterday you probably saw the news, Amazon's deal with iRobot, or yep. the company that makes yeah. iRobot, um, fell through the European Union, which, you know, they're pretty strict over there. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Um, they disallowed the merger. They um, did not approve it. And so Amazon basically walked away from the deal. Yeah. Um, hurts iRobot, doesn't hurt Amazon, really. Not at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a- I mean, and they laid off, you know, iRobot laid off a lot of their workforce because I think they were banking on yeah. this merger. Um, again, I don't think it affects Amazon that much. Um, but that was that was another part of the home technology yeah. that they would be able to control. So control. your and thoughts on that? That was a pretty big story yesterday. So I think, and I think that Zoe had a question about that, about is it, or, or is it a monopoly? Is what's, is that, is that why, and are we, um, I don't see your, when does a business become monopoly or too big for the economy? When does it stop promoting other business and competition? Has Amazon reached that point? Great questions. And I think that, um, and I don't know the answer. So as a, as a capitalist mind set, Every business is just trying to go out there and get as much business as they can, right? And sometimes absorbing other businesses is a part of it. And those businesses want or need to be absorbed, if that makes sense. But they can get out of control too big and control everything. But um, I don't really think so. I think there's room for – I think Amazon, There's Walmart is a big com- competitor of sure. Amazon online now. You've got Chinese uh, uh, companies. Alibaba. Are, yeah, there's plenty of other – Sources. So I don't think so yet, but I think Europe is much more They're strict much, about they that. They are. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they did not let this happen uh, in Europe. And I think, but it's a normal course of business. So I think they'll someday that'll something will happen from that. I think uh, they, that deal will be revisited later. Um, that's kind of sometimes how it does. They have to restructure, do something different. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not concerned that they're getting too big. I, you know, I think there are companies. I, I think there are companies, or there's industries where you can look and go, they've got a monopoly. Yeah, and the government's not done anything about them. <clears throat> and then there's other instances where, you know, there's enough competition out there. Um, I mean, my gosh, you could say the NFL. Yeah, is a monopoly. Yeah, you know, because there's no other no yeah. no other real viable. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's it, interesting. It, Amazon's done a great job, right? I mean, Amazon has come out of what years ago of nothing to, to where they are today by doing a fantastic job and striking a chord in the marketplace. It's up to others to try to, to come after them, right? And I don't think you penalize them. And iRobot to me is an interesting, because iRobot doesn't, it's not in the same. It's a blip. It's a, it's a blip, yeah. 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 Do, you do remember how Amazon started. Tell me the, go back to no, the. No, I mean. But you know what their business was? Yeah, yeah. It was books. Right, right. I mean, long ago. If you wanted to buy books online. 20 years ago, yeah. I mean, they they were essentially what took Barnes & Noble and, you know, I don't even know the other bookstores. Basically, like, shut a lot of bookstores down because you could get books. And what's funny is now, I've really kind of gotten into reading. Yeah. And I've kind of forgotten that Amazon has books right you know because we buy everything else from them right but that's how they started they their bread and butter was selling books um today's news well another big news that not on our report here um you know apple's new 
visual reality. Oh, I think that looks Is that what cool. it's called? Yeah, it's something that you put on your yeah, they've been advertising. They're Vision quite a Pro. Yeah. Yes. Um I think 30, we're gonna get one. It's thirty five hundred dollars. I don't think we're gonna get one. <laughs> they you know, they I think they begin shipping this yeah. spring. Yeah. Um they most analysts do not expect it to be a big blip in Apple's yeah. you know, universe. But they're saying that in a couple years, yeah. they could see the price coming down. Right. And that's you know, Always that's what happens. Yeah. You know, they start out high and the first iPad, yes. first iPod yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've heard you know, when, when they first announced it a year or so ago, yeah. I was kinda like, Okay, who's gonna get that? Yeah. But the people that I've I've heard talk about them yeah. are saying that they're amazing. Yeah. I actually think Kathy and I talked about that. I think we're going to get one for our uh for us. And we're gonna we're gonna dive in. So I'm gonna let you know. Okay. I don't think she's ordered it yet. And I, I, I will live vicariously through your. She didn't tell me the price, so. Well, I just made. told you. Yeah, you now I know. I right? told you the price, so we may be delaying that. Um. <laughs> anyway, that that was interesting. Um, er, earnings this week. Uh, we had a slew of earnings yesterday, most of which were good. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's I think one of the surprising factors of last year and, and then the first quarter of this year is that corporate earnings, for the most part, have remained pretty strong. Um, your thoughts as we kind of wrap up well, this I, week's I'd podcast. say on that, and I always go back to this politics, things we things that keep people up at night and people worry about Joe Biden, they worry about Donald Trump, you know, on both sides, right? And everybody worries mm-hmm. about all that, and they, they lose sleep over that, and they think that the world's going to end if one is in and, and the other. The market works off corporate profits, period. If the corporate profits are strong, the market wins. If the corporate profits start to weaken, the market starts to fall apart. So I like that corporate profits are up. And I, I, the only caution I have, and again, I'm the pessimist of the panel always, but I, I, you know, I look at the numbers of consumer debt, and it's at record highs, and, and yep. we're starting to see – Discover card and all these other—they're having record uh, defaults, right? Or not record, but they're starting to see defaults climb. So, is that is that the end of spending? You know, we've gotten used to spending a lot because of the COVID checks, and then once the COVID checks run out, you start using your credit card, and then once your credit card hits a limit, unlike the federal government, we have limits on our credit cards, right? Yeah. So we eventually have to stop. Um, that could stall, and that could be the thing that starts seeing the the corporate profits start to wane if there's nobody, if there's no money left to spend, right? And if you tap out of the free money that you got from the government and and the credit card, so that's my caution. Like I see those things happening, I'm like, that that's coming. I mean, that's going to creep into the economy and it's going to affect. But for now, December numbers, fourth quarter numbers look pretty darn good. And we haven't, you know, we really haven't seen. A big effect of student debt right. repayments, right. and, the, and those there. are now those are yes. now three or four months yeah. in. So the consumers resilient. I do think that the credit card balances are an issue. Um, you know, lower gas prices have helped. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, we were out in California a couple weeks ago, and we swung through. We ate really good. We 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 we. It's ate. hard not to. It is hard not to. We ate really yeah. good, but. One day we just decided, you know what? We really need just a Coke from McDonald's. Yeah. So we swung through the drive-through, and um, anyway, we were talking to somebody that night. But oh, we we had dinner with some clients, and he said that in California, the minimum wage for fast food is twenty dollars yeah, an hour. Twenty bucks an hour. Twenty bucks an hour. You know, you work forty hours a week. You know, do yeah. that 
for a year. Yeah. That's a mid $40,000 mm-hmm. a year job yep. working at McDonald's. So, yeah. um, somebody has to pay that price, right? Your Coke was probably well, more that's, expensive there. No, actually, my Coke was not, but my large fries were $4.70. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, isn't that amazing? It, it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, good start to the year. Um, we, we hope that, um, We've talked about something today that y'all find interesting. Um, leave comments. Um, you know, one of the comments, we'll, we'll close with this. One of the comments, um, as I talked about earlier, um, was was this quote. A recession is inevitable. The severity of this one, however, is unnecessary and completely avoidable. We kind of touched on that a little bit. So um, we do appreciate our listener and viewer comments. Please go in and do that. Keep doing so. We love to hear them. Yeah, because if, if they stop, then... Matt's dad jokes will probably come <laughs> and you back. You don't want to hear those. You don't want to hear those. But anyway, John, good discussion. Yep. Um, great. We'll we'll take care of some clients this week. Um, everybody, if you like what you've heard, go out and like it, subscribe. We look forward to um, seeing everyone on next week's Market Moment. Have a great week, everybody. The hosts of this show are employees of Mach One Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, click on the link in the episode description below.